15 minutes it is after 8 p.m. You tuned in to our tech conversations here on the Mighty Metro. And uh, this evening, we are taking a look at a new application created by Tabo Nongkenge. It's called the SOSS app. Now, it's hoping to curb the scourge of gender-based violence by effectively giving victims and those at risk a tool to ask for help. Now, it's a crowd-sharing safety platform that connects the user with a volunteer network of nearby responders and protectors and law enforcement as well. And this evening, we ask ourselves, how does it work? And on hand to uh, speak to us this evening is the co-founder and CEO of the uh, SOSS app, and that is uh, Tabo Nongenga. Tabo, good evening to you and welcome. Good evening, Um How are you? I'm Thank well, you thanks, for man. I'm well, thanks. And to come and join us this evening. Tabo, maybe before we get to how the platform works, uh, I think, uh, mm. I guess a big part of, you know, the design of the platform has to do with this crowd share type of platform what is yeah. that and, and more importantly i guess uh, how does that feature in the kind of uh, service provided here to victims sure and and i think the word uh, crowd share is quite specific in terms of we're trying to create a more visual a more tangible sense of ubuntu mm. using technology sure. and so crowd sharing is really the modern way of saying ubuntu in technology and by that we'd like to kind of propose that it's possible for there to be an eradication of an attitude of, of impunity um, or an eradication of predatory kind of behavior mm. through a culture of, of acting together, right? So I'm unwilling to respond to anything if I know I'm going alone. What SOS does is that it creates and lets you know. So it creates the environment and it lets you know mm. that there are people who are there in terms of the response, in terms of the fact that just anyone with a cell phone could very well be able to help Sure, sure. Now, mm. let's talk about that ecosystem because effectively here, and maybe we might want to start to think about it from the perspective of a, a victim or a would-be victim who is yeah. at, at risk of gender-based violence and effectively, you know, doesn't have uh, the capability or is quite scared to maybe sort of scream out and reach out for help. Uh, how does the app work? Uh, and, and more importantly, how does the, the interface and the connection with some of the, those in the volunteer network and law enforcement work? Great. So we, we basically have the app freely available on the on the App Store at Google Play for now. Mm. Um, so once you've downloaded it, it gives you two options. So so your color is basically the option for you to be a subscriber. Sure. This is the option that gives you the ability to call for help. All right. The second option is basically an account that is really free for absolutely anyone to have. Now, what that enables you to do is give us permission at Source to give the people next to you who need help mm. the ability to reach your phone. So if you were to imagine an Uber without the cars, that's exactly what we've done here, is that if you're free, if you're next to me, and I feel like I'm in danger, you're likely to be able to not necessarily stop me from being hurt, but buy me the time. Um, and so essentially that's how the platform works. And the community is really a, a group of people um, who've chosen to download the app. This is you and I. Mm. Um, but how we make sure that this happens in a way that is sustainable, in a way that doesn't bring harm. Um, I mean, I'm from Elokshini, and people do get carried away when, when they've seen injustice, even back in the rurals where mm. I grew up. Mm. right? And, and how we curb that is that we've got over 1,600 people, sorry, um, companies. Um, these are security companies from the biggest to the smallest that have a completely national footprint. And this then means if your neighbors are too scared, um, we are quite guaranteed that there'll be a security person coming there. They are paid because that's a paid account. Um, and, and, you know, we've got the ability to, to basically make sure that each time you call for help, either a neighbor mm. is able to arrive or the buggy that you're used to seeing in your street sure. patrolling. Sure. Mm. Okay. 
Tabo, I want us to pause here for a second. And uh, I guess then in passing, you were mentioning sort of the paid accounts because I guess you have a very interested differentiated model to onboard some of the people onto the platform uh, mm-hmm. who are the would-be users. And, and I want us, uh, after this brief break, uh, to maybe unpack how that particular issue works. We know the app is free to download, uh, but uh, there are a few, I guess, uh, differentiated offerings, uh, some of which uh, people would have to pay for. That's our Tech Conversations, and uh, we'll continue after this brief break. 23 minutes, uh, it is after 8 p.m. It's our Tech Conversations. And this evening, uh, we speak to Tabo Nongenge, who, uh, with his partners, has co-developed SOSS, a smart device, uh, smart device uh, platform uh, that's looking to uh, curb the scourge of uh, gender-based violence uh, by giving uh, victims and opportunities, uh, an opportunity uh, to use the tool to ask for help uh, from an ecosystem of uh, volunteers, law enforcement, and many others. Now, uh, Tabo, before we went to the break, um, you were talking about, I guess, some of the sort of uh, paid partnerships on the platform. And, uh, uh, you know, anybody would go to the Play Store now or even to, you know, the App Store if you're on iOS uh, would um, know that it's, I guess, free to download the application. And there is, of course, a uh, free membership type, but uh, there are also some paid membership uh, 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 formats. Talk to me about the difference between mm. me just logging in and using the free edition vis-a-vis maybe using the ones where I guess there is uh, some income uh, or some payment that's expected from me every mm. month. And so the model works similarly, if you don't mind me sticking with Uber. Sure. If, if you see yourself as wanting to use it for yourself, you have a particular level or subscription similarly to iTunes. And so, and so I know for myself right now, I've, I'd like to cover some pe- people back home, some maybe friends of mine who are still studying, who don't have a salary. And so that means I'll be able to cover them for a set amount. Mm. Now, now you can trust that the single amount is way less than even the entry level for the iTunes account. So essentially, this means that people can come in and able to afford from as little as, as 50 to 25 rand a month. Uh, we're able to to have them like see specifically what they can access. It's on our website. That's sos s o s s t e c h dot c o dot z a so sos tech dot z o z a. That basically then kind of breaks it down. But essentially, you are able if you're a paying person to feature on the platform as both a protector, which is an ally responder. Um, and as somebody who can call for help. And so one does understand because it needs a machine to answer your calls, it needs people to come to your house. We have that paid side for that. But essentially, everyone is welcome because we do trust that people understand the value of safety. And once they've seen that it works as really just being able to receive the signal, it means that it's going to be useful for the people that you'd like to think about putting on. And so we see both sides for us mm. as, as, as quite the, the part of the business. And so while one is free, while one is paid, it doesn't mean that you get less, less access in terms sure. of what you see and interact with. But what you, don't, uh, what you aren't able to do on the side that's free is call for help. Mm. But essentially what it means is that with our national footprint of, of over 1,600 security companies, it means that we've, we've been able to cover the length and breadth of the country. We've, we've got the ability to, to emit your signal from your cell phone to somebody as far as 500 meters away from you. So that means even in densely populated areas or less densely populated areas, like I was making the example of being from the rurals, um, I understand that my grandfather's kraal is at least 25 meters from his bedroom. Mm. And so if I need help, for instance, in the situation of, of, of cattle theft um, versus a regular mugging in the city, um, it's just as effective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the other thing I'm interested in, Tabo, 
um, I guess, is the process uh, the, you know, uh, and the genesis of this particular platform. I mean, with the kind of partnerships that you have here, uh, be it with the volunteer network right through to law enforcement, um, and uh, I guess even on the technological side, you know, push notifications, locational and GPS services. Talk to me yeah. about the process behind the scenes. Um, I mean, you worked on this for over a year. Yeah. Uh, w- what did that work involve? A lot of it is research. Quite significantly, one doesn't quite appreciate, even as a South African, just how complex our society is. And that's not just because we speak 11 official languages when there's possibly over 15 unofficial languages, but it also means that the way technology has been able to impact us, the way we use it. You'll remember years ago we had Vodacom PESA um, that is quite you know, prevalent in the east of Africa but didn't quite work here. Um, and there's a number of technologies that we found that were very useful. The value is pretty clear, but the way our society works is incredibly unique to itself. And so that was the longest, most arduous part of the journey because mm. we had to understand that lentosis amokienza, how will it make an impact? Sure. We're trying to make an impact that's going to last and one that's inclusive. So we've seen economic growth that wasn't inclusive. We've seen academic you know, years that were successful before FISMAS 4 started that mm. weren't inclusive. right? And so it was important for us to consider an inclusivity. And the fortunate thing about Africa and South Africa in particular is that we've managed to leapfrog into fourth IR, right? And so, and so, if you remember earlier, I was mentioning the concept of Ubuntu mm. um, and democratizing and and making it a crowdsourced solution. Really, those were the main parts. Now, the technology is really easy. Um, I'll be honest; it's really a matter of months once you've decided what you're putting and where you're putting it, how you're putting it there. Um, and so, we've been we've been quite fortunate to work with an incredibly intelligent uh, leadership in terms of just putting the actual machinery together in the background. Um, but the largest part, I mean, I, I, I imagine um, before lockdown would have been much easier to explain this to you uh, because life was normal. Now we have sure. to consider ourselves in a society where you can't quite visit Metro FM for a conversation mm, to happen. Mm. And so, and so, and so, the genesis of it was was quite riddled with. With, with moments of, you, you can imagine we understand what we understand about technology, but moments of humility where how is it going to be used is the real question. How is it going to make mm. an impact? And so, mm. and so just to give you a, a look into how it currently works, when you're emitting a signal from your phone, currently most, if not all of the security companies will have to call you to verify that you're actually in trouble. How SOS works is that people around you actually come to verify that because we want to be sure that it's not really, uh, it's, not a, it's not a situation where you've been bullied, for instance, to cancel the call. Um, and in certain instances, you then get phoned, right? So what we want to do is completely avoid bringing people into danger, because I imagine that if I'm being, if I'm being chased and somebody knows I've now called help, they might be encouraged to be quick about what they're, what they're doing. Mm, and mm. so we, we, source so is a silent in-app alarm. You don't have to unlock your screen. Um, you basically are asked to remap two of your main buttons, so that could be both of your volume buttons. Um, it could mean both of your, so your off button and your home button, if your phone has that. But essentially, it, it allows you to be completely discreet in how you engage with it, um, but quite effective in terms of the fact that you get a live location that is following you, which means I, as a responder, can then see where you are. I also, as a responder, which is on the free side and on the paid side, once I do respond, I'm able to then see who else has responded. Mm. I'm able to see whether it's a security van or a SAPS van that has responded sure, as well. Sure. Have they arrived? How many people are on there? So the screen gives you what we call live analytics or real-time analytics just mm. so that you can be aware 
that while you don't have to see the people walking there in in terms of physically, because maybe there's a wall or you're somewhere else, there's the sense that all of us are responding in the same way towards the same thing, collaborating positively with authorities, and most importantly, doing it safely and doing it in yeah, numbers. Yeah. Tabo, that collaboration, I mean, if you're sitting on analytics like that and a bank of data like that, mm. um, one would think that it certainly would be you know, a boon and of great help to the coordinated response to GBV. Um, is that the kind of data you would be sharing with law enforcement? And in your assessment, I mean, is there within that ecosystem of actors the capability Absolutely. to analyze it, feed it back into policy, and uh, I guess uh, to inform how we then act thereafter? Absolutely. This is our ambition. And so we've we've been in, in conversation with the with Department of Police. Um, we've, we've basically been open in terms of our desire to collaborate, and they've just been as open to us. And so, and so one is, is looking to find ways to collaborate positively, like you're saying, in as far as trying to drop the stats for crime, because what happens is that then the police suddenly can plan better. Um, when we have a heat map of what happens in four ways and what happens in Mtanzani and what happens in LCC and in Kharankua, mm. what does that mean? It means that the resources can be planned accordingly, especially for the days where we know there's likely to be more activity. Um, and so you're correct quite there in that this is becoming this becomes quite a library of data that is able to be used beyond just being able to respond to crimes now. Okay. Tabo, mm. fascinating concept, my brother, and uh, we'll certainly be following quite closely and uh, hope you can come back, of course, to speak to us about the scale of adoption, some of the trends that are coming through, um, mm. you know, as you continue to roll this one out. But uh, kudos to you and your team once again uh, for all of the great work behind the scenes and bringing this across the line. And thank you once again for taking time to speak to us. Thank you for speaking to us. We Oscar hope to Kuhl. come back. Thanks, Tabo Nongenge there, the co-founder of the SOSS app. And uh, yeah, uh, one of the tools they're being used on the technological front to uh, confront the scourge of gender-based violence and uh, certainly a timely intervention if ever there was anyone. 28 minutes it is uh, before...